0: We want to hear about what's happening in your town, suburb, school, church, community project or organization. Send your information, stories, achievements, events and news to content at kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, good evening, Cape Town and Pretoria, Joburg, Gauteng and the Western Cape. Mm. I was going to say, don't let me start rapping. <laughs> <laughs> you are here with Inga Stoffels and the beautiful, the lovely Miss George.
1: Oh my goodness, I always get the best introductions from Inga. I am truly so blessed. It's only the truth. You see, the truth Is makes things true? so much better. Yes, <laughs> so true. Oh, but how was your weekend? We just came out of the Resurrection or the Easter yes. weekend. We came out of Easter weekend. We are still enjoying Easter mm-hmm. Monday. And we are happy to
0: be here to keep you guys company this evening. Yes. My weekend, Zoe, it was... <sighs> when we, When we came in, I told you it was good. And I was like... Oh yeah, but this happened No, but it was uh, nice But oh yeah <laughs> So basically, it was a fun-filled weekend If I can say that mm-hmm. Firstly, the brakes of our car wow. wow That we had to cancel plans We were on our way to plans with the family We had to cancel And then we went through the following day Ended up staying over by my dad's place And then to Not today, today's not Sunday Then Sunday, we went with Ramish with my husband's family and we were at Winewood Park and we had such a nice family day the weather was good we were brying. the kids were having fun the adults then later on joined in in the games Ooh. and it was just absolutely amazing how was your weekend it's actually a long weekend let me include today and then today we bride again <laughs> so that was nice Brying, kids swimming um, we had a very chill day today Zoe
1: how was your long weekend I'm not gonna lie my long weekend was quite mid, honestly. <laughs> like my on Friday, my we went to church, obviously. And then we came home and basically had separate Easter lunches. My parents had traditional Jean, which is a Nigerian, I guess, traditional mm-hmm. Easter meal made of fish. But Ooh. I do not eat fish, so I made myself something a little bit different. Saturday, holy Saturday I didn't do much. And then on Resurrection Sunday we went to church again. My parents had to go preach at another church in Epping, so it was interesting. Yeah. And then I spent some time the weekend on Sunday with some close friends, close family, and that was pretty much it. Today, I just worked, honestly. It doesn't even feel like I'm on holi- on long holiday anymore. <laughs> oh, so you actually did, like, varsity work, like, assignments no. or... like. Ma- mostly for like The I am youth movement basically. Okay Yeah Aww. So that was it I didn't even get to my academics Yeah, mm. But exams are creeping Same up on me Zoe is a full on student And worker huh. And you know You're on
0: 180 degrees We like to bring the heat Don't forget to send us your whatsapps send us how was your weekend how was your easter weekend was it busy was it resting was it family 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 was it church 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 or what a balance (laughs) send us your messages and thank you for tuning in and joining us here on radio cape poop at 7 to 9 a.m. with 180 degrees Cape
1: cape town cape town cape town cape town cape town what's down in cape town cape town It is eight minutes past the hour of seven o'clock halfway into load shedding here in Tiger Valley, which is where we are. But fortunately, we have generators. If you're out there also listening and load shedding or you want, want wanted to, you can always check out our podcast, which will be made available on Wednesday. You can check that out on our website, CapePulpit.co.za. But for now, we're going to talk about the what's down in Cape Town, things you can do when it's not load shedding. <laughs> we have a few fun activities, mainly, well, not beach themed, but the first two in they they're quite fun. And the first one is to spend a day at Llandudno.
0: Love it. Well done, Zoe. I was
1: sweating. Let's give her her a round of applause, y'all. Let's give her a round of applause for Zoe Zoe George. (laughs) I'm about to change my Instagram handle (laughs) to not Zoe Brown, you guys. Like, I am not her, but I would love to be. So the first one is to spend a day at Lundadno Beach. On the Lindadno Beach, you can find a picturesque strip of white sand beach, and it is hugged between large boulders, creating the perfect space for groups of families, friends, and avid surfers to spend their days lazing in the sun. The sunsets are unmatched, while the water, ridiculously cold, offers unmatched refreshments on hot days. You can find this beach on Victoria Road, Lindadno, in Cape Town. The next one, and more specifically on 7 Bira Road, Rockenhoven. The next one is to go on e-biking and wine tasting in Franschhoek. Now you can ride an electric bike through Franschhoek's vineyards for a taste of the country life. Bikes and all, a three and a half hour tour starts at the Huguenot Museum where your guide shows you how to use your bike. Then you'll head off into the Winelands, avoiding main roads and stopping at the Grand Province Country Kitchen and Glenwood Wine Farms along the way. The opening times are Monday to Sunday from 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Then they close for an hour, reopening at 2 p.m. to close again for the day at 5.30 p.m. It costs uh, 885 rand to do this, but it could be a nice thing to do maybe once a year on a mm. special occasion, a birthday, perhaps. No, definitely, definitely. Yes.
0: Because, you know, the, um, we always have these days where we're just feeling spontaneous. Yes. And we like, what can we do? Mm. We look at what's down in Cape Town,
1: and <laughs> I'm glad I always have that to fall back on. Yeah, it's really inspirational to just look at this segment to find fun things to do. The next one is to explore the West Coast National Park. Now, if you want to experience the raw, authentic outdoors side of the Western Cape, the vast West Coast National Park is where you should do it. In addition to an endless natural beauty, the area boasts a string of secret beaches, two of which are must visits, specifically named Crawlby and Priakstuhl. The, I hope I said that right
0: <laughs> yeah. You did, you did, no you did
1: Thank goodness <laughs> The dreamy turquoise stretch of water At Karabai forms the part of Zone A A multifunctional section Of the Langaban Lagoon Where visitors can enjoy everything From kite surfing and water skiing To fishing, kayaking, snorkeling Supping, boating and, of course, swimming in amazingly still, crystal clear waters. Now, if you're wondering, hmm, when can I do all of these fun things? Their operating times are from Mondays to Sundays, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. This will be the dates from um September to March. But if you want to go from April now, their operating times are just slightly different, from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. from an entry. The last vehicle will be allowed entry at 5.30 if you want to know how much it costs, the standard conservation fee for South African adults is 100 rand and 50 rand for children. Yeah. I was going to say, Zoe, <laughs> do you want me to give you some time? or? No, I think that's about it. Um, mm. You can find it at the West Coast National Park between oh, Fontaine ooh, ooh. and Langaban on the R27. We're getting it. literate today, you guys.
0: No, I- guys, Zoe is on her A-game today.
1: Zoe on 180 degrees.
0: This week 180 degrees, the 180 degree team will be chatting to Nkateko Ndla Magoro. She is a registered counseling psychologist with a health professional council of South Africa as well as the managing director of a well established, fast growing and vibrant practice. Good evening.
2: Good evening. Thank you
1: for having me. Thank you so much Good for evening joining to the listeners us as well. So I would like to ask you, um, can you tell us more about Pretoria psychologist?
2: Sure. Um, you know, and you, you guys being down there in the Western Cape, it, it might sound very far, you know, uh, when we're talking about Pretoria psychologist, but um the Psychologist is a group of um, psychologists. Um, I'm managing the, the practice uh, currently. It has been established many years ago and um, it's a well-established practice. So it's a go-to practice for any mental health and psychological services. And what is the great news is that we not only Uh, you know, based in Pretoria, yes, Mm -hmm. physically we're based in Pretoria, but online we see clients from as far as, um, you know, the Western Cape overseas as well um, because platforms like this one has, has enabled us uh, to be able to reach out to the whole world, especially with the advent of the pandemic, you know, we were able to realize um, being able to reach out and offer our services across the whole, I will say, across the whole um, uh, world, uh, basically. So we we don't have limits anymore in 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 us being able to offer those psychological services.
0: Awesome, awesome, sure, that's absolutely amazing. And I would just, you know, since we are and we just came out of a time of, well, we're still in the Easter weekend. I would just also like to ask you, you know, as a mm-hmm. professional, how does a time of the year like this bring anxiety and depression?
2: Sure. I mean, um, I think just like m- many other festive uh, times, uh, similar to the Easter, a lot of people want to see themselves with families, um, in churches, um, fellowshipping. And because the pandemic has been such that uh, people have not been able to, you know, uh, uh, connect nicely with with their families um and and that's where then the the depression of of that isolation comes through or even as a very immediate example actually i was in a session um just a moment ago with somebody who lost her mother two months ago and um usually this time used to be a time where her mother will be with the family they will go to church and they will fellowship she will beg She will make a nice, um, uh, you know, lunches and and so on and just spoil them as kids when they come home uh, to the villages. But because her mother is no more, you know. Um, she is uh, quite sad, and 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 you know, there's this wave of sadness that is coming over her. And there's many similar stories to that where people have la- lost loved ones throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, and Easter uh, holidays are not the same, or they have also lost their jobs, where then you know they used to be able to carry um, the groceries or the the, the Easter festivities. To their families, but now they're unable to do that anymore. They're unable to spoil their families. So, and, and, and that's where even the anxiety of just thinking about going home, knowing that mm. that person, that pillar in the family is no longer there or I cannot no longer provide the same way as I used to be able to provide. And, and that is the way that we have been impacted throughout this two, two uh, past two, three years. But even before then, where people will be quite anxious, especially if they feel they have not been able to perform as their ex, the families have expected them uh, to perform when they are out in the cities, um, you know, um, sort of making a living and being able to show for it, uh, by going home with large uh, sums of money or even the groceries to take home.
1: Yeah. Times have really changed some. For a lot of people, actually, for the worst, mm-hmm. I think most of us don't know a family that hasn't unfortunately been touched by death or by a very serious change since the beginning of this pandemic. Um, Mrs. Magora, mm-hmm. I can tell that you speak with, I want to say, drive for the career path you have chosen. So I'd like to ask if you're comfortable, of course, with telling us a little bit more about yourself. I've read up a little bit about you and. It's quite impressive, especially how much of a polyglot you are, amongst other
2: things, of course. Mm, mm. Well, um, um, I grew up in Atridgeville. It's a township in the west of Pretoria. So I'm a Pretorian and I love Pretoria. And no offense to the, the, the Cape Tonians. <laughs> it's always a beautiful place uh, for me to visit uh, the, the, the Cape. Uh, but uh, I'm a diehard Praetorian and I was raised by pastors. So my parents have been pastors uh, of the same church for 36 years. And since their retirement, um, you know, they have been pastoring for 44 years. So basically pastors don't retire. And at a tender age of uh, 11, I received Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. So, you know, it, just because you are in the garage, it doesn't automatically make you a car. So I had to make that choice for myself. And it was not a false choice. It was a... Very easy choice for me to make because I saw the example, exemplary life that my parents uh, had led. And even today I was driving with my, my mother and the kids and we were just reminiscing on the, 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 the songs, the Sunday school songs and the songs in her preschool that she used to teach the, the kids. And I also became involved in missions um also because my parents were involved in missions they've been involved in missions since 1989 and i also followed suit um, and in my involvement in missions obviously under the umbrella i also did that on my own after high school so immediately after high school i joined a missions organization called youth of the mission YWM and in that, um, you know, bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the whole world. And so, you know, I think, um, out of the, all, all the continents, um, I have traveled in all of them, but two, which I still need to go travel the, to them, which is uh, the Australasia and Antarctica. That's the only continents that I did not go to with my missions endeavor. And after that uh, seeing the gap in the young in the youth in the work that my parents did uh, my parents mainly focused on um, uh, pastoral um, training and teaching and church planting and um, my myself and five friends which includes my younger sister and my husband we formed a foundation called GONISER Foundation, um, and now it's under the auspice of my parents' missions organization, where we dealt with the youth. We focused mainly on the youth and developing them and discipling them. Uh, for us, discipleship was the most important thing, but also more importantly, exposing the young people from the township that I come from into missions uh, so that they can see the privilege that they have um, when they go to Mola- Malawi, Mozambique, Tanzania, uh, Zambia, Zimbabwe, these are all the countries that we, we, we're exposing them during the school holidays and, and them also discipling other young people. So we, we, we bridge that gap and my, my mission in life in general is really to see um, you know, the church reflecting Jesus and, and his bride. Um, mm. and, and, and we, I, I do that through leadership development and helping young people to just realize their potential and, and their calling. Uh, so that's in, in essence, myself. And in terms of the profession, I always say the profession chose me. I come from a lineage of healers and, um, I, and, and God redempt, redemptively Used my healing uh, gift in the space of uh, psychotherapy, and i 'm very grateful to be in a space that I am um having lectured at the University of Pretoria and then then now managing the practice full time since two thousand seventeen and i 'm grateful to 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 have the spaces of influence that I have mm. and to impart uh, healing and restoration in people 's lives
1: Yes, that was very impressive i didn 't Realize just how much you have done with the missions trips mm. and helping children in the townships, which is always something I have a very special heart for. Yeah, especially showing mm. them, because oftentimes I feel like it's very easy for people to be not content with what they have, but to also help them gain contentment as mm. well as seeing what other mm. people, other ways they could. Mm improve themselves oh my goodness i'm just absolutely floored and i just want to say like i
0: have heard a lot about ywam i heard you mentioned um ywam Mm. as well they are a discipleship training school right and Mm. they focus Mm. on you know Mm. missioning and i think that is absolutely amazing because that is something Mm. that is definitely needed because a lot of the times we do outreaches we do Mm. um Missions, trips, but then we don't do the discipleship yes. afterwards. We don't keep mm. in touch mm. and train up the next, you know. And I think that is absolutely something that is definitely needed and amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. so true. Mm. I remember you we were mm. speaking about how deeply and heavily you work with the youth. And one such thing that ails the youth is FOMO, what they call it, or what I call it too, fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how does one
2: really sure. describe that sure. fear? I lost the last part of oh. um, your question. I, I'm I'm just going to rephrase it and then you can tell me if I've got you correctly. Um, you were talking about how do we describe uh, FOMO? Yes. Okay. So obviously FOMO <laughs> it's a it's a street language. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fear of <laughs> fear of losing out. Um it's 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 not in any of our textbooks um you know as a as a mental disorder or anything like that, but it it's real and mm. it's real in a sense of actually we did a video I think about 3 weeks ago uh, we've got a YouTube channel um where we offer psychoeducation free psychoeducation every Monday and if people want to check it out it's um I think uh, Pretoria psychologist that's the handle on all the um, social media so the YouTube the Twitter and uh, sorry the Instagram and the Facebook. So we were talking about the impact of social media on our mental health and this fear of missing out. Um, So I'm going to start with the, with the social media because it's prominent amongst the youth. I'm also going to start with the actual physical one. So the fear of missing out, it makes us to want to always be on social media because we are fearing missing out something, something that is happening at an event, you know, as if if you have missed out that thing, you're going to die or you, you know, and other people, actually, they have panic attacks. They've got Mm -hmm. anxiety. From just missing out what was people's statuses today, you know um if yeah, they see sure. that their phones are not working for twenty four hours and they have not seen people's statuses or they've not seen uh people's um uh, I, I think it's a broadcast or um uh, what is the other one the, the the recent one on facebook you know i think it's similar to a status that uh, expires after twenty four oh, hours and 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 they 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 just um feel like they are missing out on something. Actually you we we're not missing out mm. because if if the social media was not there, we will not know what are we missing. So it's just to cut ourselves some slacks and say, you know, and even I, I will even encourage especially the young people if you feel you getting addicted to social media your phone to fast, to fast mm. your phone, to fast Facebook, you know, to be off the social media for a week. Or a day, you know, I know some it's already heavy enough to be, you know, out of action for a day, you know, not to switch on your data. For a day and focus on something, maybe meditate on God's word Um yeah. go into the nature, go hiking. I mean, you know, there in the Western Cape, you're blessed with mountains and the sea and trails and, you know, um, hiking trails and all of these beautiful places that a person can just leave their phone behind and just go and connect with God elsewhere and just see the beauty because that's what the social media does to us it makes us feel like we are not enough it makes us feel like we you know we we we, we are oh, there's something missing uh from us while there is nothing missing we are complete uh by ourselves so that fear of missing out also When we put it in the physical sense is when a person is invited to a party and they are maybe they are, they have to commit to their studies and they cannot say no because they are feeling like they're going to miss out on, on that party or that event or that birthday everybody's going to be talking about it. They will talk about it. It will fade. But your results, your exams, results, mm, your schooling, mm. your education, your purpose, your goals, they are not going to fade. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to say no to that birthday. It's okay to say no to that baby shower the you know the wedding or whatever uh, party of the year, it's okay. You will not die from not attending and you will not have lost out, especially if you are keeping your goal and you're keeping focused.
0: Sure. This is, you know, this is something that is actually a true struggle or problem, especially nowadays. Because mm-hmm. I mean now the latest mm-hmm. and stories where you can see everything someone is up to. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. maybe Sometimes you even just catch a glimpse of someone else and you're like, why was I not invited? But all of these people were there. Mm. And now you start thinking the whole time. Now you start waiting for statuses to pop up because you want to see, you know, you don't want to miss out. You're not there. So you want to be updated. And that actually brings me or as forms part of one of the next questions, you know, because many times that might feel like, sure, these people have, you know, they left me actually on my own. Mm. (laughs) Like, We are friends, but I'm the only one that's not there. And I wanted to ask, you know, how do we deal with or how do we deal with people who are or who have been abandoned? Now, I'm not speaking about people who have not been invited somewhere, but like the depth Mm. of abandonment. Like, how do we deal with people Mm. who have been
2: abandoned? Mm-hmm. And, and actually, I wanted to get there to say, when you are not invited to a party, please don't see it as being abandoned. We have <laughs> a say, and, uh, I, and I know it's, it, it's not relatable in the context that I'm speaking, but hopefully, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's a nation, it's, you know, people are streaming nationally or even internationally, but we have a say, um, in Soso so to, to say, Sin khana, tolamoralo. so whatever, refuses me, it actually makes me to be less burdened. Mm. so uh, you know so so that is why we should not see people not inviting us to their party and their events as being abandoned actually they are making us to be less burdened because you could have been looking for an outfit mm. and putting yes. petrol and buying presents and putting makeup and you know it's, uh, staying there with people that you don't like for the whole day so it actually <laughs> is making you less burdened so <laughs> let me just pass that mm. so we're talking about seriously about abandonment yes. and um, it is a very serious um, issue where either you are abandoned as a kid, you know, your father has abandoned you or even your mother or, um, you know, uh, friends um, can also abandon you and colleagues um, where they form cliques and abandon you. But I think also we need to look within ourselves to say that uh, when people leave, they don't actually leave us. Um, and I, I know it's going to be hard for listeners to unpack right now. They don't leave us. They they leave because of their issues. I I want listeners to really hear this and mm. I'm going to pause a little bit. So when people leave, they don't leave us. So when a father has left you as a child, that father did not leave you. They left their, because of their issues, whatever pressures they had in life, whatever illness they had, whatever uh, generational stuff, maybe they did, did not even know how to be a father themselves, so they did not leave you. And And I'm not saying this so that I can say people should not personalize being abandoned. No, it is as personal as somebody not being in your life, it is personal, but we need to interpret their action not as a result of ourselves. So we did not do anything for people to live our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they live because of their own reasons. Um, uh, usually what happens when people are abandoned, they either, you know, one of the uh, most common emotions is rejection. They feel rejected. And in being rejected, people try to please and compensate so that people can come back to their lives so i will give an example with let's say uh you are abandoned by your mother and in that abandonment you felt rejected and the only way to try to get the mother come back to you is by pleasing so you will be a high achiever and in being a high achiever, you will try to buy her love in inverted commas, to buy her presence or to buy his presence. If it's a dad or if it's a husband or if it's a child or if it's a colleague, you will try to buy that love. But if you can remember that people do not leave you, they leave because of their circumstances, you will realize that there is no amount of anything you can do to buy somebody's love, which means whenever you try to do that, you whenever you try to please somebody, you're going to be further and further away from getting or buying their so-called love because it's not about you. So you will get things like, oh, this is not enough. Oh, that's all you can do. Oh, um, I want this the next time. I had a client who... Uh, She made her mother a new kitchen, uh, you know, beautiful new kitchen, very expensive kitchen. And then then I think two months later, her mother went to a friend. And then then two months later, she was like, oh, I see that the kitchen that you did for me is substandard. Actually, this is the kitchen that I want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she she was so devastated to say I've been trying to buy my mother's love. And I had to obviously help her through that and to realize that she has to draw boundaries. Even if she were to make the other kitchen that her mother saw, next year there will be another one that the mother will see. So it will never, nothing will be good enough. And it's for us to draw boundaries with people who we feel have abandoned us, but we, it's not us that they were abandoning. Mm. The, it was their issues that they were dealing with. And, and I know it's a hard thing to come by, but mm. uh, the sooner people who feel abandoned realize this, this, then they will not be feeling rejected and they will not be trying to please all the time and buying the, 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 the love. Yeah.
1: That was so wise. Mm. It was the perfect explanation, you know? Sure. I I know I needed to hear that and I'm sure a lot of people Mm. listening needed to hear. It's just so affirming that there is nothing you can do and Mm. people don't leave you. Wow. Not at all. Thank you Mm -mm. so much for that. I'm blown Mm. away. Uh, As we draw Mm. this interview to a close, I would just like to ask for people who need help. Where can they get a hold of your company, seeing us though they don't even need to be in Pretoria anymore?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, we are on on the web, uh, on www.pretorapsychologist, so psychologist, the p- plural of psychologist, um, .co.za. We are, as I said, on social media, on uh, Facebook. You can just uh, uh, Google Pretoria Psychologist. Um and also on email we are on ptasych at gmail.com and also on the line we are on 012, the Pretoria code, 3444000. Um, and I think the the best place to point you will be our YouTube channel, because we've got lots of resources. This was Beth from the lockdown, and I was in a time of prayer, and I was just asking God, because I'm a teacher, I'm used to being in the classroom, I'm used to sharing knowledge and information, and lockdown, you know, separated us from that space, and you know, um, and in that time of of praying and seeking God to say, how do I reach out? Um, the tool of YouTube uh, came and, I, you know, we started recording the psychoeducation uh, videos to reach out people, to reach out a wider community and not have, you know, because at the time, I think people did not realize that they can still have access to psychological services because of the lockdown, but at least through the media, Uh, the social media, then, you know, we're able to reach uh, people. We also have free monthly support group uh, that we run in collaboration with SADC, and also for people who need free services, uh, SADC is there. South African Depression and Anxiety Group. Uh, it's sadc.org. Uh, you can also get details there on how to reach them. They've got their 24-hour helpline. They've got their suicide helpline. They've got the teen helpline. Um, and you can really get help from there. And with us, yeah, you can get hold of us uh, there and our numbers. Uh, um, and there you can get hold of us on WhatsApp. On zero eight two seven four nine seven three two zero. 749 So the number is 082-749-7320. And as you're rightly saying, you know, you don't need to physically be in Pretoria. I see clients from all over the world, um, you know, as far as Singapore and New York. So, you know, Western Cape is very close. Uh, when, when we are granted the, the medium of, um, just the internet. And yeah, so that's how people can get hold of us.
1: Thank you so much for giving us those tidbits. Everything you said today was so wise and very necessary. Thank you for giving us the numbers for anyone listening who may need to contact you because mental health is a very serious issue that we take mm-hmm. very seriously mm-hmm. here. And I'd just like to Mm. thank you again for joining us. It was such a great interview. Mm.
2: Thank you very much for having me. And um, I'm hoping to still spread the word. As you're saying, mental health is a serious issue and we should take it seriously. And I'm glad that we are becoming conscious about the mental health. Yes. Thank you so,
0: so much. Have a beautiful evening, further.
2: Thank you very much and God
0: bless. Thank you. Bye. Bye. What an amazing interview. Wow. Right? It's really, I love it when we have these eye-opening mm-hmm. interviews and yeah. oh, just hearing about the work that people are still doing mm-hmm. and what people are doing, you know. It, it, that's why. That's why, you know, sometimes, and there was this debate I saw happening on Facebook where it said, if you are doing community work, should you take pictures? Yeah. Should you post it on social media? Should you do this? Should you do that? And I was, it, it got me thinking like, cause then, cause then they, people in the comments were saying yes, so that people can reach out if they yeah. would like to help. And then people were saying, yeah, but then are you doing it for the pictures or are you doing it for this? Mm. And I was like, it's good to see those things and yeah. for some organizations you actually, they actually need that. Like they yeah. need to have proof that they are doing the work because maybe they're getting sponsorships or yes. something. So they need to actually have the proof there. Mm-hmm. And I always find it like it's inspiring when I see these things happening. <laughs> So today's Bible quiz question is, God asked asked Abraham to make a sacrifice to him on Mount Moriah. What was it? Hmm. What was that sacrifice? And I'm not going to make this easy and give you a scripture to go look at. Hmm. I want, if you think you might know what the answer is, you can WhatsApp us on 081-729-1657. That's 81 729 1657 the question is god asked abraham to make a sacrifice to him on mount moriah what
1: was it 180 degrees on radio cape pulpit 7 to 9 am health tips how to be happy in your health
0: it's not just about being healthy it's about being happy should be quite interesting chocolates are the true source of happiness So, I bet you this weekend you were very happy with the Easter bunnies and the chocolate eggs because chocolates are indeed the true source of happiness. So, this weekend should actually be your best weekend. Oit! Your best weekend ever. So, teachers, you are going back to school tomorrow and I got you covered. We have some health tips for teachers. Tip number one. Set aside some time to unwind. Think about what helps lift your mood. And gets you through stress, whether it's playing with your children, going for a walk, talking to your friends or taking care of your plants like Zoe, (laughs) reading a book or cooking a new recipe. And just keep some space for relaxation because these activities are as important as your working hours. Number two, plan ahead. I'm sure you teachers know this. That planning, it's so important. As schools reopen, there could be a million things on your mind on how to engage with students and help them with the transition, like making lists. So make lists of all your tasks and activities for the day or a week earlier. Number three, adjust your expectations. This is a period of adjustment for everyone. Like we are always going through between Covid stages. First, we had to adjust from no masks to masks. Now we have to adjust from, okay, we're still wearing masks, but this you can do now. Now we need to adjust from, no, we still need to sanitize, but this you can do now. Like yeah. it's an adjustment period all the time. So this period of, of uh, this is a period of adjustment for everyone, and keep things in perspective. You can only control certain things and circumstances during the transition period in your classroom. Number four, acquire new skills and appreciate the ones you already have. Now, teachers are superheroes, but they cannot do everything. Mm. Number five, this ties in with that one. Be kind to yourself. If you are feeling overwhelmed, share your feelings with another teacher, with a friend or a family member. Having a conversation with your supervisor or senior school leader will help them understand you and offer support. Number six, stay socially connected don't just go mark on weekends stay socially connected that's why there is that's why there are exam times that is when you can go mark but Mm -hmm. please stay socially connected you can keep yourself physically apart to limit the spread of the virus yes and we are still speaking of COVID. but it is important that you stay emotionally and socially connected with friends family and colleagues and the final one, seek mental health support if needed. Now, I know you always need to be strong for your kids, strong for your learners, but take care of your mental health and well being as well. And seek medical mental health support if you have any signs of depression, anxiety, or burnout because this is real. Yeah. So, teachers, we love you, we appreciate you, we love what you are doing. I saw this um, picture and I think I shared it a while back where yeah. I said, um, Engineers, build bridges, doctors, heal people, but teachers make them all. Yes. So teachers, you rock. And tomorrow you are going to be amazing when you get back into that classroom. Just like that, we are at the end of another 180 mm. degree show. And I enjoyed tonight with you guys. Yeah. Wow.
1: I really, en- I'm still reeling thinking about what our lovely guest said today about mm. how you don't make people leave you. Yes. Like that, that's going to stay with me for a very long time. I even
0: put it on my status already.
1: Yeah. It's just, she's so deep.
0: She said, when people leave, they don't leave because of you, they leave because of their issues.
1: Yes. So true. Wow. If you guys want to check this show out, because maybe we, our show had what well, came when you guys were in load shedding Which, by the way, we're about to get out of mm. You can go and find our podcast on kpulpit.co.za Maybe send it to a friend of yours who might be struggling mm. But yeah, we're going to have a fantastic show next week as yes. well You guys don't want to miss it We're going to listen to Live On Forever
0: But before we do that, the <gasps> answer yes. to the Bible quiz question The Bible QQ Okay, I don't know why I do these things So the question was God asked Abram to make a sacrifice to him on Mount Moriah What was the sacrifice? The sacrifice was his son And you can find that in Genesis 22 verse 2 And to all of those that sent us answers Thank you so, so much for always sending in answers For always being ready to listen And yeah, please let your friends and family know That every Monday... From 7 to 8 p.m., we are live on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio K Pulpit. They can join the 180 Degrees Girls. Oh, we're not 180 Degrees Girls. We're missing yeah. Dalton. So they can enjoy the 180 Degrees Team and just have some fun with us. You know, it's just an hour.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Stick around for the U show that's going to play afterwards. But for now, this has been 180 Degrees. Signing, Signing out. Up. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement.